Welcome to the podcast of Church on the Rock in New Albany, Indiana. We believe the message you're about to hear will encourage you today. If you've got your Bibles with you, let's turn to uh, John 10. John 10. And this morning, I want to speak about how God speaks. How God speaks. Now, if you've already been in the service, which you have been, you can already hear there's a theme going on today. Because Morgan and Amzie both said something about God speaking to you. And so today I want to preach about how God speaks. So let's look at John 10 and verse 1. Most assuredly, I say to you, this is Jesus speaking, who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hears his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but they will flee from them, for they do not know the voice of strangers. And now let's jump to verse 27, same chapter, John 10, 27. Notice Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So today, we want to talk about how God speaks. Now, uh, I was going to name this message, How to Hear from God for Dummies. <laughs> but you're not a dummy, and I'm not a dummy, and I'm not going to confess it over you because I believe in confession. But I, I could title it, How God Speaks to Regular People. And I want to say that because I feel like when we talk about speaking and God speaking to us and hearing from God, a lot of us um, either don't understand this or we feel like we're not hearing like everybody else is hearing because we hear pastors and preachers tell you from the pulpit about how they talk to God and it's not like you. And so you feel like you're the dummy, you don't hear from God, you can't hear and there's some spiritually elite person who hears from God. <clears throat> For example, there's preachers that get up and act like they get up and they talk to God and they say, you know, hey, God, how's it going? Um, how's your coffee this morning? And God's like, it's great. You know, I had a great cup of coffee, Jehovah Java, <laughs> Hebrews. I'm here all day, folks. I've been waiting to pull a preacher joke for a long time. And then, and then God says, well, how's your coffee? And I was like, okay, well, I got a vanilla latte. And then he says, you know, what have you been up to, God? Well, you know, I just me and an angel were working out in another universe a little bit ago. And, but we got this going on today. And he's like, okay, God, well, I'm doing this. And it's like, do you really talk to God that way? Because if you talk to God that way, that's not the relationship I have with God. And sometimes, now I'm exaggerating a little bit, but sometimes preachers get up from the front and talk like that's the relationship they have with God. And it makes you feel like, you're a nobody, and that you can't hear from God, and God doesn't speak to you. But I would say those people, I'm not saying they're lying, but I've never experienced any of that, and I'm a preacher. I can hear from God, but my conversations with God are not like that. And if we're looking for that, we're going to miss God speaking to us because God speaks to us, but he usually speaks to us in ways that are different than the way we want him to speak to us. And you need to understand that when you're wanting to hear God, you're wanting to hear his voice most of the time. Hear me, church family. God speaks to us differently than the way that we want him to speak to us. That's why we usually don't hear it or we miss it or we, we're not discerning enough to realize, oh, that was God speaking to me. Are you following me so far today? So we want to talk about how God speaks. Now, that's probably one of the most asked questions I get is, Pastor, how does God speak? Or they say, why can't I hear God speak? And most of the time, they're very frustrated because they've heard pastors and preachers come up to the front and act like they're having five-hour conversations with God all day long. Now, first of all, 
That's their life. That's their job. You guys have a different job. But I would say that a lot of times when people are explaining their relationship with God, it's different for everybody. So we can't judge our relationship on how we hear from God based off everyone else. But that's probably the most asked question. Pastor, how does God speak and why can't I hear God speak? So we're going to try to answer that question this morning if you'd like to know. Well, you came, so you're halfway there. Um, this is one of the first things we need to realize about God. You need to know this. When we're talking about God speaking to you and you hearing his voice, this is the number one thing we need to start with. You need to realize that God is a speaking God. He reveals that in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation that God is a speaking God. He's not a silent God. He is a speaking God. Now, we need to know that because our God is a speaking God. In Genesis uh, uh, chapter 1, verse 3, just three verses in, the beginning of the Bible, it says after creation got started, it says God said, and God has not stopped talking. God is a speaking God. You know, it's funny in the Old Testament and even in the New Testament, the prophets would joke with the other uh, different people that believed in different gods. And they would say, well, it's kind of funny because I guess your God can't speak. I guess he can't hear because their God wouldn't show up because their God was not the true and living God compared to the God that we serve that is a speaking God. Not only can God hear you, but God can speak to you. I'm preaching better than you're responding this morning. We serve a speaking God. Our God is not deaf. He is not dumb. He is not mute. He can hear and he can speak. In the New Testament, Paul said this to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 2. It says, you were led by dumb idols. And it doesn't mean they're dumb like they're stupid. It means they can't talk. He said, you have been led away by idols and gods that can't even speak. How much more the living God who speaks. You can be led by him. You can follow him. You can hear him. You can know him. And you can hear God speak. Come on, that Opryland must have helped me last week. We can hear God speak. God is a speaking God. So let's look at the passage we, we started reading at the beginning. This is Jesus speaking. John 10, very famous passage. If you look in your Bible, a lot of times John 10, it talks about the good shepherd. This is the passage about the good shepherd. Well, Jesus is speaking here and he gives an example or a parable to explain our relationship with him. And it says that he is the good shepherd or the true shepherd and we are sheep. Now, we don't live in a necessarily agricultural rural area as much as they did in the Bible times. You realize in Bible times, either they were a shepherd, they were related to a shepherd, or they definitely had a friend that was a shepherd. Most of you aren't shepherds, don't know a shepherd, and nobody in your family is a shepherd. So you don't know about sheep, and you don't know about shepherds. So when we read the Bible, we're like, I don't get what he's saying. Well, you need to know by studying and getting into the Word of God, because we don't naturally think about sheep and shepherds. But the people that Jesus was talking to knew exactly what he was saying. So in this passage, Jesus said that he is the good shepherd, the true shepherd, and we are sheep. Exciting, I know. You know in school when you got to like choose the animal that you wanted to be, like they went around the class, nobody chose a sheep. Right? When they were like, what's your favorite animal? Monkey, zebra, giraffe, elephant, tiger, lion, barracuda, anaconda, sheep. No one said sheep. You know why? Because sheep ain't cool. Let me tell you a little something about sheep, and I'm not trying to put you down this morning, but God calls us sheep because he knows us as human beings. Here's a little thing we need to know about sheep. Why does he call himself the shepherd and we're sheep? Sheep are defenseless 
without a shepherd. Sheep have dull teeth. They cannot fight back and they eat grass. They cannot protect themselves against predators. Sheep don't have claws, they have hooves. They cannot protect themselves. Guess what their coat is made of? Pillows. <laughs> there is no protectiveness around a sheep. The wool is literally like cotton balls. There's no defense for them. And God calls us sheep because we are without him. Sheep are known to do very unintelligent things. To walk off cliffs without a shepherd. To drown without a shepherd. To eat poisonous plants without a shepherd. That's why he says that we're sheep and we need a shepherd. Because as human beings, without God, we do dumb stuff. Now don't look at me like I ain't telling you the truth. We, we walk off cliffs. We eat poisonous stuff. We can't defend ourselves. We do dumb stuff. That's why we need to be dependent upon the shepherd. Now, here's something else about sheep. Sheep, even though their eyes can go a lot of different directions because it's on the side of their head, sheep do not have good eyesight. They have blind spots everywhere. Sheep cannot see that well in front of them and where they're going. That's why they need a shepherd. So guess what? We've established the fact that we are all sheep in here as human beings, and we need a shepherd, which is Jesus, which is God, we need him because we are defenseless without our shepherd. We need our shepherd. We get into stuff we shouldn't without the shepherd. We eat stuff we shouldn't without the shepherd. We, we could not make it or survive without the shepherd. We are sheep and we need a shepherd. So now here's the question. If you're a sheep and that's your condition and you can't even see that good, how are you going to follow a shepherd if you can't see that well? You're going to have to follow his voice. If you can't see him, and if you're not the most intelligent animal ever created, which sheep aren't, and you need help, how do you follow the shepherd? You have to follow his voice. And there's one thing about sheep, they have excellent hearing. And they know the voice of the shepherd, and the Bible says in a stranger's voice they won't follow. They are led by the voice of the shepherd. Now, so many of us have the same question. How, pastor, am I going to follow a God that I can't see? You can't see God. None of us can see God unless we had a vision or a dream or God just appeared in front of us. None of us can see God, yet we have a relationship with him. How can we follow a God we can't see? We have to be led by his voice. And when God speaks, we follow. And when the shepherd speaks, we follow. And when he talks, we go this way. And when he says something, we go that way. We are led by a God that we can't see by his voice. In the same way, a sheep is led by the shepherd's voice. Even though they're not the most intelligent animal, they don't have the best eyesight, they can hear really well, and they know his voice. So when the shepherd says, hey, hey, come over this way, all the sheep hear that voice, and he keeps talking, and they follow the voice of the shepherd. And when he says, get out of that pasture, there's poison in there, let's go over to this shepherd. They can't see the shepherd too well, but they can hear his voice, and they follow the shepherd's voice. When he says, watch out, that's a cliff. They hear the shepherd's voice, and they follow the shepherd's voice. How are you going to follow a God you can't see? you got to be led by his voice. How do you follow God? you got to be led by his voice. If you can't see him, you got to hear him. And you follow his voice. 
Now, it was easy for the disciples because they literally had Jesus, God himself, in physical form. So it's like, it's not hard to follow. You just got to walk after Jesus. But guess what? Jesus is not here in physical form anymore. He's only here by his spirit. So how are we going to follow God? We're going to have to hear his voice. Are you with me so far? We have to hear his voice. It's interesting about sheep, and I watched some videos about this last night, that sheep know the shepherd's voice, and they follow their shepherd alone. There's this video I saw, and there was thousands of sheep in a field, and they were all from different flocks, and they were testing this, and one shepherd would get up and start saying something and only the ones that belonged to his flock would start running towards him they were given the same commands they were saying the same things and then the next shepherd would get up and start talking and there was thousands of sheep and they were all from different flocks but only the ones that were a part of his flock came to him because sheep have excellent hearing and they know the voice of their shepherd then they put out just random people giving commands and the sheep didn't do anything they just stood there saying the same thing, doing the same hand motions, trying to get their attention. The sheep did not move. Why? Because the sheep know the shepherd's voice. Now, that's just in the natural. That's true. But how much more for us as sheep, and Jesus is our shepherd, that we can know his voice, we can hear his voice, and we can follow God's voice. How do we follow a God we can't see? We follow by his voice. But it takes time to know his voice. It takes time to know God's voice. That's why so many of us in here do not need to be discouraged. Do you realize sometimes it's taken people decades to be in their, that relationship with God you hear from the front? And you're thinking, well, I guess I don't hear it from God. I guess I don't know God. No! The person that's up here preaching, not me, but somebody else, that could have took him 40 years to get this tight with God and know God's voice that way. You just started the other day. Don't put yourself down. It takes time to know and hear God's voice. In the same way, the first day the shepherd talks to the sheep in the field, they're not all running to him. It takes time for them to know, I'm safe with this guy, and I can listen to him. It takes time for the sheep just in the natural to know the shepherd's voice. It takes time for us to know God's voice. It takes time. Just like it takes time for you to know anybody else in your life that's important to you, it takes time that you know their voice. That's why when they call on the phone, you don't have to have their name on your phone to know who it is. When you pick it up, you know, that's my dad. Or that's my wife. Or that's my daughter. Or, that, or that's Miss Donna calling to ask me about bills at church. And I'm like, wrong number. You got the wrong number. This is the wrong number. You called the local veterans union. This is not the pastor of Church on the Rock. Sorry. But it takes time to know God's voice. Hopefully I'm encouraging you by that. But Jesus says that we can hear God's voice. And we can know God's voice and be known by God, and we can follow him. Look at what it says here in John 10, in verse 4, if we could pull it up here. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Verse 5. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. In verse 27, my sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I want to let you know this morning, all of you in here, I don't care who you are, whether you got saved yesterday or you've been saved 57 years. You can hear God's voice. You can know God's voice. And you can follow his voice. I don't care who you are. 
And you can say, Pastor, I've tried for years and I can't do it. Yes, you can. If God says you can do it, you can do it. If the word says you can do it, you can do it. No, probably because you've been saying for years, I can't hear God's voice. That hasn't helped either. Because your words have power and authority to them. But we need to all realize here, if Jesus said, if we are his sheep, that means we're part of his family. That we're in the family of God. And that's most of you in here, all of you in here. If you've decided to accept Jesus into your life, we can hear his voice. We can know his voice that we know it's God. We know it's not just the pizza. We need to be able to know that. And that we can follow his voice. Now, can you say something with me for a second? Because I think it's good that you speak out your own words of faith and we just say this together. Can we do that? Now, now say it with some confidence. Say, I can hear God's voice. I can know God's voice. I can follow God's voice. Come on, let's say it one more time with a little more enthusiasm. I can hear God's voice. I can know God's voice. And I can follow God's voice. You should be saying that over yourself every day. Why? Because Jesus said that's what you can have. Jesus said that's what belongs to you as believers, as followers of Jesus. That we are his sheep and he is our shepherd and I can hear his voice and I can know his voice and be known by him and I can follow God's voice. You getting something today? I can hear his voice. I can know his voice. I can follow his voice. All of us in here, we can do this. Why? Because he is our shepherd and we are sheep. And if God says we can do this, we can do this. We can follow a God that we cannot see. Why? Because we're led by his voice. I can hear God's voice. I can know God's voice. I can follow God's voice. So let's talk about how God speaks. I have six ways. God speaks. Six ways God speaks. Because you're like, okay, great. I can hear God's voice, but how? I'm going to give you six different ways from your Bible that God can speak to us. Now, let me put a little disclaimer. God is God. He can talk to you however he wants to talk to you, even if it's outside this list. But I'm giving you this list to give you some practical steps to take from God's word. And I know for a fact the six that I'm going to talk about are ways that God says in his word that he speaks to us, his people. But at the end of the day, God is God. God can go outside of this and speak to you, but he primarily speaks to us through these ways. Would you like to hear them? Okay, let's get into them. The first way that God speaks to us, why? Because we're going to hear his voice know his voice, and follow his voice, is through the word of God. Through the word of God. Now, I started with this one because this one is the foundation for all the rest of the ones we're going to talk about today. Because if you think you heard from God with the rest of the ways that we're going to talk about other than just the word of God, it has to line up with the word of God. It has to line up with your Bible. And if it's outside of this, it's not God speaking to you. So that's why we're going to start with the word of God because the word of God is the foundation on how we hear God. Notice what it's called, the word of God. The words of God. It's written to us and for us so we can hear God speak. So the word of God is the number one way I would say that God speaks to us. Now realize this, the spirit of God inspired this book to be written using 40 different authors, thousands of, of generations, and yet the same spirit is still alive today and he's still speaking through the words written down in this book. And if we have the Holy Spirit, which we do, if we receive Jesus, he will speak to us as we read God's word. Now, let me give you a few verses about that. Hebrews 4 and 12. 
in the New Living. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. The word of God, it's not an old dead book. Now, I'm sorry because there's been old dead preachers preached it and made it feel like an old dead book, but it's not. The Bible is the word of God, and it's alive, and it's full of power. And it's able to change you from the inside out. It's able to get to the, 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 the deepest part of you. That's what the scripture says. To get between your spirit and your soul and your body and, and really tell you what's going on in you. The word of God is the only thing that can do that. It's not a book that you just read. It reads you. Because the word of God is alive and it's powerful. And that's the number one way that God will speak to us is through his word. So many people are like, I don't hear God, and they have a closed Bible. Well, well you're not going to hear him because unless you open this up, God will speak to you through his word. Don't complain that God's not speaking if you have a closed Bible because God speaks through his word. Let's look at another verse about the word of God, 2 Timothy 3, 16. All scripture is inspired by God. And it's useful to teach us what is true, to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it, what? The word of God to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. This Bible on your lap, this word of God, this is the number one way that God speaks to you is through his word. That's why it's so important that we get into the Bible daily, not just weekly, not just monthly, but we get into the word daily. If you want to hear God daily, get into the Bible daily because the Bible is God's word speaking to you. I love this. A.W. Tozer said, the Bible is not a book once spoken, but a book now speaking. The Bible is not a book once spoken thousands of years ago. Doesn't relate to today. It's an old, uh, crusty book that, you know, we're so beyond that pastor. No, it's a book now speaking. So we hear from God. We hear his voice by the word of God, the written word of God. So let me tell you how that happens. Would you like to know how that happens? So when you're reading your Bible... I realize at surface level, you're just reading and there's black ink on a white page and it's just words. But because it was inspired by the Holy Spirit and it's alive and it's full of power, the same Holy Spirit that helped write this book is the same Holy Spirit that lives in you. And when you read it, he will bring up parts of it that pertain to you. Let me show you how that works. Because in the Greek translations, there is two words for the word word. Y'all with me? You want me to say that again? I'm not Dr. Seuss, but I'll say it again. There is two words for the word word. There is the word logos, which is the written word of God. And then there's the word rhema, which is the revealed or spoken word of God. So this is what happens. Because you're like, man, pastor, priest, on hearing the voice of God, I want to hear his voice. I want to get into the word of God. I'm going to start reading. So you start reading the Logos, which is the written word of God. And then a word jumps out at you. Or a scripture jumps out at you. Or a passage jumps out at you. And you're like, why does it seem like that passage is standing out to me today? Why is that word standing out to me today? Why is that chapter, it seems like it's coming off the page and it's speaking to me today. Well, that is the Holy Spirit giving you a rhema, a revealed word, spoken word out of the logos, the written word. But if you never get in the written word, come on now somebody, you'll never hear a spoken revealed word. Now I know most of you have been there and you've experienced that before, that is God speaking to you. 
Don't overlook that. Don't ever just think that's just me. No, if a word stands out to you or a verse speaks to you or a passage speaks to you, that's not just you. That is God speaking to you through his word. And he's trying to get something to you by revealing the word of God to you. And that's why we need to know God in his voice. Because if you just, every time something stands out to you in the Bible, you just keep reading, you're not knowing God's voice, discerning that was God speaking. So the number one way that God speaks to you and we can hear his voice is through the word of God. The Bible that you have on your lap or on your cell phone. There's so many different translations you can read. God will speak to you through his word. But we have to get into the written word if we want to hear a revealed or spoken word from God. The Bible wants to speak to you. The spirit of God that wrote it wants to reveal it to you. And there's answers and God speaks through his word. Are you here? The second thing is God speaks to us through spiritual leaders. God speaks to us through spiritual leaders. Let's read a passage here, Ephesians 4 and verse 11. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. God speaks to us through spiritual leaders. Now once again, what did I say? Here's the balance of that. But that spiritual leader what they say must be in line with the written word of God or they're not right. And you should not listen to them. But God will use people, spiritual leaders, to speak to you from him. Now, when you hear somebody preach, whether that's me or someone else, if God is using them, it's not just them. It's God speaking through them to you. Now, guess what? If you have ever gotten anything out of a message I've ever preached, if you've ever said, amen, oh my, oh me, preach a white boy, any of the things that you have said before in a service, and like, oh, that's good, wow, that's good, man, that's great, guess what? It wasn't for me. So don't look at me like I'm awesome and I got revelation. No, if anything ever helped you in any message I've ever preached, which has been a lot, Guess what? It wasn't me. It was God speaking through me to you. And if there's anything that I preached that didn't help you, guess what? It wasn't God. It was me. Sorry. But if you got something out of it, me or anybody who preaches or ministers, it was God using them to speak to you. And it says in Ephesians 4 that God gave these five gifts to the church to help you, to equip you, to speak to you, to grow you up, to encourage you, to correct you if you need it, to help you become all you're called to be in God. And those are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. He gave those to the church spiritual leaders to help us grow up and they can speak to you and God is speaking through them to you. They're called to grow you up, equip you, empower you for what you're called to do. But it's not just them. It's God speaking through them to you. Now, that could happen publicly in a message like today, or it could happen privately in a conversation. God will use the five ministry gifts to speak to you, but it's from him. I've experienced both publicly. I've heard God speak to me through other people. And privately, God has spoken to me through spiritual leaders. My mom, my dad. Now, that's a sticky one, isn't it? Especially with my mom. Now, she's in heaven, so I can talk about her. 
they're my spiritual leaders, but they're also my parents. And sometimes they would have to put on a different hat and say, I'm not your mom and dad right now. I'm the spiritual leader in your life, and you need to listen to me because I'm not just speaking for me. God's trying to tell you something through me. But God will speak to you through spiritual leaders. And I know for a fact my mom and my dad have spoken to me, and it was from God, but it was through a spiritual leader in my life. Pastor Dennis Hadaball, he's someone who's spoken to me publicly and privately, and it wasn't just him. It was God using him because he's a spiritual leader in my life I respect to minister to me. Pastor Keith Rogan, Pastor Nancy Dufresne, and many other people, men and women of God, have spoken into my life publicly and privately, and I knew it was not just them. God was using them to speak his voice to me. Because that's why he gave spiritual leaders to speak his voice into our life. Let me go a little bit further. The third one is God can speak to you through godly relationships. So not only does God use spiritual leaders, but sometimes he can just use a godly relationship in your life to speak to you. Could be a husband or a wife. Could be a family member, could be a friend. But God can use the people around you in your life to speak a word into your life that is from him. Now notice this, really a lot of times when God has to use the people around me, it's because I'm not listening to him. It's like, let's try this another way. Since you don't want to listen to me, let's have your dad talk to you. You want to listen to your dad? Let's have Morgan talk to you. You want to listen to Morgan? Let's have Natalie talk to you. We're just going to keep, keep going until we get your attention. Has anybody been there before? And really, sometimes God has to use people around you to speak to you. But God will use godly relationships. Key word, godly relationships. Let's read a verse, Proverbs 15 and verse 22. Without Consultation and wise advice, plans are frustrated, but with many counselors, they are established and succeed. Let's look at it in the Message Bible. Refuse good advice and watch your plans fail. Take good counsel and watch them succeed. God will use and speak to you through godly relationships. Notice when he says godly relationships, it's people that are safe. Wise, successful, accomplished, and a lot of times that know God as good as you do or better. But God will use godly relationships to speak to us. Now, once again, if they're speaking something the opposite of what the word says, you don't need to listen to them. But a lot of times if you surround yourself with the right people, they will speak to you the things that you need to hear, the things you need to understand, the things, and they will just confirm what God is already speaking to you. It's quiet, man. What, what happened to y'all? Y'all went home? Y'all thinking about people you got to kick out of your life? <laughs> Godly relationships, bad relationships. Pastor, I need some new friends. Maybe you do. So, so talking about how we hear God's voice, how we know his voice, how we follow his voice. We got to listen to him speak. How does he speak? The word of God, spiritual leaders, godly relationships. Number four, God can speak to us through visions and dreams. Through visions and dreams. Acts 2 and verse 17. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. God can speak to us through visions and dreams. Once again, if the vision and dream does not line up with God's word, I would not listen to it. If the vision and dream gives you fear or anxiety or you feel unrest after you experienced it, it's not from God. 
It should give you peace. It should give you a plan. It should give you faith. It should give you a future if it's from God. But God can give people visions and dreams, and that's him speaking to us. We see that throughout the Bible, but we also see that modern day in different spiritual leaders that I know of that have received dreams and visions from God. And that can be God speaking to us. Now, me personally, as your pastor, I have never had God speak to me through a vision and a dream. I've had a lot of weird dreams, and they definitely were not from God. It was probably like pizza or sushi or something. Something went right. But I've never had an actual God dream. Now, I believe that can happen. I'm just saying, your pastor has never had a dream or vision that God was speaking to me. And I would say most people are usually not going to have this, but I'm putting it on the list because some people I know do have God-given dreams and visions. So God can speak to you that way. I know my father, who is way more seasoned than I am, has had God give him several visions and dreams from God that spoke to him. But I have not. But it is possible that God can give you those things. So, the two last ones I want to talk about, I want to spend the most time on. We talked about what are the ways that God speaks to us. He speaks to us through the word of God. He can speak to you through spiritual leaders, through godly relationships, through visions and dreams. The last two I want to talk about are things that most of you, this is where God is going to speak to you probably the most on a daily basis other than just reading your Bible and the word of God. It's the way that God speaks to us through his spirit that lives in us. The first one is this, God will speak to you by the inward witness. Or we could say, another way to say it is God will speak to you by the inward peace. Romans 8 and verse 14, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by who we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness, that's where we get the word inward witness, with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if we are children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. A lot of times, God speaks to us through the inward witness. We could call that the peace of God. Other translations of this verse when it says that he bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, some translations say he assures us, he testifies to us, he confirms to us that we are his Children. Now, how does he do that? He does that through the peace of God. Now, I know the world would call it intuition or your conscience, but we know that's not true. It's actually the Spirit of God speaking to your spirit. Now, we all know what this is, and we have either been led by it or ignored it throughout our life. We know how to be led by the inward witness or peace because all of you in here I know have been in situations like that, you could say, I know I shouldn't have done that. Well, how'd you know that? Well, how'd you know you shouldn't have done that? Because before you did that, what did you feel? You didn't feel peace. You didn't feel peace. You, you felt like uncomfortable. You felt unrest. You felt like I shouldn't do that. Who is that talking to you? That was the Spirit of God speaking to your spirit, telling you don't do that. That's the inward witness. There's been times where you could say to yourself, I shouldn't have said that. Husbands, raise your hands. All right, amen. You're welcome, wives. Wives, raise your hands too, just so we're fair. Okay, okay. But there's been times that you shouldn't have said that. How did you know that? Before you said it, you felt the spirit of God within you going, mm-mm, mm If you want a frying pan upside your head or you want to sleep in the garage, do not say that. Who is that? That was the Holy Spirit speaking to your spirit. 
giving you a witness. Uh Uh-uh. There's been times that you have said to yourself, I shouldn't have went there. I shouldn't have went to that party. I shouldn't have went on that date. I shouldn't have went to that college. I shouldn't have taken that job. How did you know that? The Spirit of God was speaking to your spirit, bearing witness, saying, no, that's not for you. Now, how does he do that? By the peace of God. Are you following me so far? I'm trying to teach you for a second here. Because most of you have experienced the inward witness in your life, but you haven't discerned it or recognized it that that was God. God will speak to us by the inward witness. That's the Spirit of God speaking to our spirits and giving us confirmation whether we should do something or whether we shouldn't do something. It's saying yes or it's saying no. And we are led by the inward witness, which is the peace of God. When you're making a decision and you're like, I can't hear God speak to me. A lot of times what they're meaning is, I can't hear an audible voice. But a lot of times you already know what you should do because you have peace or you don't have peace. And that is God speaking to you. And if you're looking for something more sometimes, that's all that you're going to get. Because that is God speaking to you. Now, I know this many times in my life. There's been many, many times that I did not listen to the inward witness, which is the peace of God. And I have paid the consequences of it many, many times. Uh, Y'all can say amen like you've been there too. No, go ahead. No, it's just me. I'm just the only one blowing it around here. Now, I don't say that braggingly. I wish I would have listened. Now, I'm 36 years old. There's been a lot of situations in my life that should have went a different way. And a lot of times, it wasn't the devil's fault. It was my fault. Because I knew, mm-mm. And I just kept walking. And you're like, mm-mm. And everybody's like, aren't you listening to God? Because I already know because I don't have peace about this. But yet I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm pushing. And guess what? God will allow you to do whatever you want to do. Won't God stop me? He'll try. But you still have your own will and own decision. Many people are like, why did they ruin their life? Why did this happen? Why did God let it happen? Because they chose it. It wasn't God's fault. God was saying, no, 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 please don't. Don't go that way. And they knew it on the inside, and they overrode that, and then something bad happened. They're like, why did God let that happen? God didn't let that happen. He told them, stop, because they didn't have peace, and they knew it. I want to be very pastoral for a second, but also challenge you. Most of you already know about the situations in your life. You're just trying to play with God like you didn't hear him. Well, God, I'm just praying. I'm just praying about this husband. I'm just praying about him. And you know the guy you're dating ain't it. You keep praying, but the answer's not going to change. If God said, mm-mm, the answer's uh-uh. Because you don't got peace. And no matter how much you pray, you're still not going to pray yourself into peace. Because the answer is no. There's a thousand other situations that are the same way. You already know. Don't play. Don't play with your pastor and don't play with God either. You already know. God's already either given you peace or he hasn't. And you're just waiting for another answer. I'm praying. I'm fasting. You could fast until you weigh 10 pounds. And the answer is still going to be no. I love you, church family, but most of you already know. Why? Because you either have peace or you don't. And guess what? That's God speaking to you. It's no less than the audible voice of God. It's no less than the word of God. It's no less than a vision or a dream. It is just as equal to the rest of those things God is speaking to you. Wow, I'm helping some people today if you're listening. I'm really trying to help you today. 
Now, let me give you another verse to prove what I'm saying is correct. (laughs) Colossians 3 and verse 15. It says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body and be thankful. But notice that phrase, let the peace of God rule in your heart. It's talking about the inward witness. Now, look at what it says in the Amplified. And let the peace, soul harmony, which comes from Christ's rule, act as umpire continually in your hearts. Now, what is it doing? Deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your mind in that peaceful state to which we are members of Christ, one body, and you were also called to live. It says to let the peace of God rule in your heart or the peace of God be umpire on all questions that arise. That's the inward witness. What is an umpire do is my favorite part because I love it the way they say strike you know what I'm saying here right it's not strike it's here right I mean I could be an umpire and what do they say it's either a ball or a strike what does that mean it's either in or it's out it's either yes Or it's no. And the scripture says, let the peace of God be that to you. Come on now. In every question that arises in your life, let the peace of God rule and be umpire. So when you ask him a question, don't wait for the audible voice of God. Don't wait for a sign on the street. Don't wait for it to be on a megaphone. Don't wait to hear it on the radio. Let the peace of God be umpire. So when you ask him a question, he's going to say, out. Or in? Yes or no? And you know that by the peace of God. Take it a step further to be real practical and so in case you're still wondering. The peace means yes. Okay? And when you don't feel peaceful, that means eh, no, don't go. Don't do that. But let the peace of God rule in your heart and act as umpire, settling questions. See, some of y'all need to settle some questions. That's what I'm saying. Don't act like you don't know. You either know if you have peace or you don't. That's God speaking. And the Bible calls that the inward witness. That's how God speaks to us. Lastly, the inward voice. Steve, could you come up and play? We'll close today. And like always, let me clarify, Stephen Cook. Because I always want, hey, Steve Renfro could come up if he wants to as well. I I say that all the time. There's multiple Steves here, so whoever gets to the keyboard first wins. Wouldn't that make church a little more exciting if they got there at the same time and then they had to wrestle to see who was going to play keys at the end of service? That's a good camp game. So the last one is the inward voice. God will speak to us through the inward voice. God will speak to us. Notice the word of God, spiritual leaders, godly relationships, Visions and dreams, the inward witness, which is the peace of God, and the inward voice. Brother Hagin said this about being led by the Spirit. Often people miss the supernatural because they're looking for the spectacular. Let me go back to what I said at the beginning of the service. A lot of times God speaks to us in ways that we don't want Him to speak to us. That's why we don't hear Him or we don't listen. Because we're looking for the billboard off of 65. God wrote a message for you today. He's not talking that way. A megaphone of God's audible voice speaking to you. He doesn't talk that way because it requires no faith. I've never heard the audible voice of God. 
But that doesn't mean that God hasn't spoken to me my whole life. And we want God to speak in certain ways, but he doesn't do it that way because he does it in a way that requires faith, requires seeking, requires wanting to know and hear his voice. God will speak to us lastly through the inward voice. That means it's a voice because if the spirit of God lives in you, he's inside, he's not outside. And God will speak to you to your spirit by his spirit who lives in you. The thing about God speaking to us with the inward voice is a lot of times it is simple, it is quiet, and it is peaceful. But yet all of us live in a complicated, loud, and stressful environment and wonder why we can't hear God speak because God speaks in a simple, quiet, peaceful way. He's not complicated. He's not loud. He's not stressed out. And hear me, church family, if you're going to keep your TV on 97 out of 100 volume all day long, you're going to have podcasts in all day long. You're going to have screaming kids. You're always going to be doing something on your computer. You're always going to be doing this and that. And you're stressed out and it's loud. No wonder God can't speak to you. Because you're not quiet enough to hear Him. God speaks to us when we get quiet enough to hear His voice. And it comes to the inward voice when he speaks to our spirit by his spirit. We can't live lives of constant chaos and stress, striving, loudness, and expect to hear God speak. Most of the people that say they can't hear God speak, in my opinion, that have come to me, I know how they live their life. And they don't get quiet for more than five minutes. So how's God going to speak to you if you never get quiet? How's God going to talk to you if you never even give him a second to speak? And God's a gentleman. He's not going to chase you down. He's not going to wreck your car so he can talk to you. Some people say that. He's not going to put you in the hospital so he can speak to you. No, God doesn't do stuff like that. God speaks in a still, small voice, inward voice. The Spirit of God within you will speak to your spirit. Let's read one last passage, and I'll let you go this morning. 1 Kings 19. This is Elijah and God talking to each other. Then he said, go out, stand on the mountain before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by, and a great strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. That's how God speaks. That's how God speaks. A still, small voice. When you get quiet, and when you get still, then God will speak. When you get distractions out of your life, then God will speak. When you turn off the radio, then God will speak. When you turn off the TV, then God will speak. When you change your environment to make it a place where God can speak to you, then he will speak to you. But he speaks through a still, small voice. Do you know I don't just randomly choose what I'm going to preach on on Sunday mornings? I don't have a preacher's journal in the back that's like, what should I preach on? God speaking. No, I don't do that. Some pastors probably do. I don't. Guess what I do? I listen to God on what I should preach. And this week, earlier in the week, after I came home from Opryland, where I didn't rest, but I had a fun I was thinking earlier in the week, what am I going to preach on? I'm not in a sermon series. It's the middle of Jaloon. 
people's minds are elsewhere. What are you going to preach on, Pastor? And I asked God, and he didn't tell me immediately. But then about a day later, when I was quiet, and I wasn't even asking him right then, I felt like God said, speak on how to hear my voice. That's all he said. That's all I needed to know. But he spoke to me through the still, small voice. Notice he didn't give me paragraphs. We didn't sit there in my truck and talk about it for hours. He just spoke and said, speak on hearing my voice. That was God speaking to me. And I know this at this time, if God tells me to preach on something, by the time I get here on Sunday, he will give me what to say, even though I might not know that when he first speaks to me. And when he said that to me earlier in the week, I had no idea what my message was. But that's okay. I've been preaching for a long time. Like I said several weeks ago, I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. I've been doing this a long time. I've been preaching every week of my life since I was 18, 36 now. But yesterday when I got alone with God, because God told me, preach on how I speak, how to hear my voice. When I got alone with God, he gave me the entire message. Every point, every scripture, when I went and got quiet alone, he spoke to me. That's how easy it could be. And if it's like that for a preaching message, it could be like that about your kids. It could be like that about your marriage. It could be like that about your finances. It could be like that about what you want to do about your health. It could be like that in every big decision you need to make. God can speak to you, and he can do it many ways, but he can speak to you through the inward voice, which is a still, small voice. It's not loud. It's quiet. It's peaceable. It's comforting. It's simple. It's God's spirit speaking to your spirit that lives in you. Still small voice. God wants to speak to you, church family. Let's stand up today. I appreciate you coming this morning. Everyone in you, of you in here need to know you can hear God's voice, you can know God's voice, and you can follow God's voice. That belongs to you as a child of God. As a sheep, a part of the shepherd's flock, that is a right that we have, that we can hear God speak, and we can know his voice, and we can follow him. All of us in here can do that. So can I challenge you this next week? Can we speak that over ourselves every day? Speak that over ourselves when we pray. And get quiet enough throughout your day to listen. To listen. And to not just hear and go a different way, but follow what he says. Because God wants to speak to all of you. And you can hear his voice. And you can know it and you can follow him. Let's pray. Father, we just love you. We thank you for your spirit that lives within us. We thank you that we're not alone. We're not without help and we're not without hope, but we have you and you're a speaking God and you care about every part of our lives. And Father, we come together as a church community and we say we want to hear your voice. We desire to hear your voice. We want to know your voice. We want to know your voice more than any other voice in our life. And your word says we will know your voice in a stranger's voice. We will not follow. And we thank you that we can hear you and that we can know it's you. And we will follow what you say to do. Because you're always trying to lead us into more life, into more victory, into more peace, into more blessing, into more wholeness. And we're going to follow what you say. God, we love you today. We thank you today for being a speaking God. Thank you that we can get answers that we need from you. You're not withholding them from us. We just need to put ourselves in a place to hear you speak. Father, I pray that your people will be able to hear your voice in a new way after today. That their heart 
and their spirit would be completely tuned into you, that they could hear you speak and they would follow you. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for today. Can we just thank him for a second? Father, we thank you for speaking to us. We thank you for helping us to know your voice, to learn your voice, to learn your leading. Father, we thank you that when you speak to us, we're not going to ignore it. We're not going to do our own thing. We're going to follow you because you know what's best for us. You know the right way. You know the right plan. You know the right direction that we need to go. And we're going to follow you. We're going to follow you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you so much for listening today. For more information about what's happening at Church on the Rock, visit cotrin.org.